You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day, and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV, and crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to answer some Indiana Jones emails in the mailbag and discuss the latest film and TV news, which all circles around Avatar, The Way of Water. This is Slash Home Editorial Director Peter Soretta, and joining me on today's podcast is no one. Actually, it's just me. Uh, everybody's busy, so we're I'm do, doing a podcast just with you guys. Uh, also, I want to say before we get into things that we are in the middle of transferring our podcast over to a new podcasting host. So there might be some wonkiness. We apologize in advance, but hopefully that will be resolved sometime this week. So again, uh, bear with us and uh, by next week, everything should be good. Let's jump into the mailbag. So yesterday, Brad and Ben were talking about Indiana Jones, the future of the Indiana Jones franchise. And we got some email. The first one comes in from Gert from the Netherlands and he writes in, when it comes to the future of Indiana Jones franchise, deep faking Harrison Ford for a feature length movie could be done, but shouldn't be done. That being said, I doubt Ford himself would sell his likeness to be used for all of eternity. I always thought a series following a young group of archaeological students taught by Jones himself on many adventures could work. Throw in a few legacy characters like Mutt or Short Round to tie things together. 
The show could simply be called Raiders. It borrows the original title from the first film and should be recognizable enough, especially using the right font. Okay, so a couple things to unpack here. Uh, so Ben and Brad were talking about, uh, I think Ben was mostly uh, try, trying to spit, uh, spitball the idea of like, would Disney ever do a Indiana Jones series or movie that featured a CG Harrison Ford? Like a, a uh, we, we've seen in the the trailer for the new film, a de-aged Harrison Ford. It's possible. Would they pay to have it? Like Brad said, it's probably unlikely that they would pay to the money to make that happen for a whole film. But who knows? Right now, it costs a lot of money. But in 10 years, all that with like AI and stuff, maybe it's going to be very affordable. Uh, Frank Dare, uh, uh, not Frank Dare, Frank Marshall, the producer of the film, has said that uh, Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford, that there is not going to be any other Indiana Jones. There was those rumors that Chris Pratt was going to be a young indie in this film or like in a future film, and that was how he debunked that. And we also know that Harrison Ford, this is his last Indiana Jones film, which uh, led me to speculate that might, he might die in this movie, which we'll get to in a little bit. Anyways, I wanted to touch upon... Gert's email here, his suggestion that they could do Raiders, which is a cool title for a show. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poop on the concept of it. Uh, like, it, it feels like something that could be a Disney Plus TV series. That said, I'm not sure if I don't know. I'm not sure if who wants to see these new characters, especially like those new characters would probably have to be like in the 70s or 80s like the 1970s 1980s and for me Indiana Jones is such a period piece set uh I mean most successfully during like the Nazi era um and I just feel like it wouldn't work in a more contemporary time uh, but I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> would I like to see a short round uh, TV show? Uh, would I like to see it? No. Would I watch it? Yes. But uh, do I think? I don't know. What is the future of Indiana Jones? I don't know. Like uh, Brad mentioned, there was this Ravenwood TV series that they're working on developing. Uh, I'm sure we're going to end up seeing that, and that is kind of a spinoff set, uh, probably prequel to Raiders and um, but uh, you know as as Brad also mentioned yesterday eventually Disney is going to want to do another Indiana Jones and are they going to stick to this it's only Harrison Ford thing I don't think so I think eventually you're going to recast Indiana Jones it's bound to happen I don't think we're going to see um, them deep fake Harrison Ford but um We'll see. It, I, it's just because it's not happening now and it's not happening in the you know foreseeable like next few years doesn't mean it's going to happen ever. I, I, I think like, you know, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, Disney's going to, they, they own the Indiana Jones franchise and they're, I, I am very skeptical that they're going to have a huge hit with like some of these spinoff ideas that they're working on. So I, I think that they are going to go back to the well and because Indiana Jones is such a great character um, and they're going to they're going to have to cast someone new in that role, I think. 
Anyways, uh, Robert V also writes in, he says on Friday's podcast, you mentioned that you think that Indiana Jones might die in the new movie. Rest assured, he will not die. On the show, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, there was a scene that featured an Indiana Jones in his 90s. Unless Disney has decided that show isn't canon, it should still be true. And I know what episode that Robert's talking about. There's this episode which has a bookend, and it's an older Indiana Jones. He's waiting in a waiting room of like a doctor's office or DMV or something. I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, it makes almost no sense. It's almost no, it's such a small part of that show. It's such a small scene. It's almost uh, ridiculous that George Lucas even had him in the series. Uh, it wasn't Harrison Ford. It was just like a, another actor playing Indiana Jones. So that doesn't another thing. Indiana Jones has been played by how many different actors? From the young Indy to the old Indian young Indy to uh, River Phoenix in the actual the films. So, yeah. Anyways, um, where was I going with this? Oh, uh, does that mean that he's going to survive because we saw him in his 90s in the young Indiana Jones Chronicles? I think Lucasfilm has proven themselves to go under the philosophy that whatever that the movies are the most canon in anything underneath that TV shows, books, comic books, video games are they're canon until they don't, in, unless they don't need to be. And by that, I mean they, whatever is the best thing for the story in the movie is the best thing. So if there's something that's the best thing in the movie, if, if Indiana Jones dying at the end of this fifth film is the right emotional story for Indiana Jones then that moment in the young Indiana Jones Chronicles is, is no longer canon <laughs> I don't think that they have any um, real ties to it I don't think uh, enough people even care or remember it uh, aside from me and you Robert so anyways uh, let's get into the news uh, Avatar The Way of Water had its world premiere last night in in the UK somewhere before we get into the reaction, I want to say a few things. First of all, I think a lot of people have been hating on the original Avatar for the last decade, uh, talking about how it has no cultural relevance, that these the sequels were going to fail. I feel like I've been one of the few people to be t defending Avatar. I, I, I was like, never bet against James Cameron. And then D23 happened earlier this year where they previewed 15 minutes from avatar the way of water and while i was well both brad and i who were there were extremely impressed by the visuals the 3d i think both of us were kind of like confused by the plot and what was going on there was characters we didn't understand i gotta be honest with you coming out of that i was a little like hmm maybe maybe this is gonna fail like what, what if the story isn't there you know, the story has to be, for this to be good, it has to be a, be a better story than the first Avatar. And I started to doubt myself. Um, and, uh, you know, Disney now owns Avatar. And I, I feel like the promotion for the sequel has not been there. It it's not at the level of what the first Avatar was. Like, the first Avatar, they were promoting it like it was going to be this gigantic event. And this avatar, it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm, I'm not getting that same feeling 
from the from the marketing of the movie. Anyway, so the world premiere happened last night in the UK, and the first reactions are online from Avatar: The Way of Water. I'm going to read you some of these quotes, um, but before I do, I should warn you that these come from um, critics who saw it at the world premiere. There's also some press screenings uh, worldwide. When you see stuff early, especially when you see stuff at the premiere with, you know, the filmmakers, the stars, other famous people, uh, usually there's hype, some uh, more positive than not in in the, the quotes that you get from the the quotes on social. Uh, that said, usually get somewhat of an indicator of what the film is, even though it's a little bit more positive. You, you can kind of read between the lines. That said, almost all these quotes are extremely positive. So I'm going to read you some of them here. Courtney Howard says, James Cameron and company deliver yet another riveting, awe-inducing masterclass in world building. Immersive, emotionally engaging, and epically entertaining. It's a thrilling ride. CG artifice melts away where we're just watching characters' humanity steer. Kevin McCarthy writes, that is a monumental filmmaking achievement striking a great balance between technical and emotional the 48 frames per second 3d experience features some of the most jaw-dropping immersion i've ever seen felt like a kid again watching t2 for the first time astounding we have eric davis saying happy to say the avatar the way of water is phenomenal bigger and better than and more emotional than avatar the film is visually breathtaking, visceral, and incredibly engrossing. The story, the spectacle, the spirituality, the beauty. This is movie making and storytelling at its absolute finest. Jake Hamilton writes, as someone who liked but didn't love the first Avatar, let me tell you, Avatar The Way of Water blew me away. Vastly superior in visuals, storytelling, and performances, the sequel left my jaw on the ground for the entire runtime. James Cameron is the god of sequels. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Keep your walls and trim protected while you paint with Scotch Blue Painter's Tape. It's designed for use on multiple surfaces and can be removed easily without leaving residue behind. Save big on Scotch Blue Painter's Tape from Menards. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the quote that I think surprised me the most is from critic David Ehrlich. Uh, and I, I want to preface this by saying that uh, he's, a, he's a good writer, but I almost never agree with his opinion on almost any movie. And uh, I want to say typically he doesn't love the big, huge blockbuster movies. Here's what David said about this movie. He says, LOL, imagine being dumb enough to bet against James Cameron or teen alien Sigourney Weaver, or giant whale subtitled in Papyrus, light years better than the first, and easily one of the best theatrical experiences in ages. Streaming found dead in a ditch. <laughs> Mike Ryan chimes in, says, yeah, never bet against James Cameron, trying to spare Hyperbole, but I've never seen anything like this from a technical, visual standpoint. It's overwhelming, maybe too overwhelming. Sometimes I'd miss plot points because i'm staring at pandora fish and uh james uh josh horowitz says james cameron once again shows filmmakers how it's done i've said it a thousand times never doubt him avatar the way of water is how you do epic blockbustering emotional visceral and as big as movies get i know what you're probably thinking out there you're probably thinking where it was there any negative quotes are you just reading all the positive quotes most of the quotes were like uh, overwhelmingly positive. There were some quotes that uh, I would say are still positive, but offered some criticism. Like one from Aman Warman says, liked it, didn't love it. The good news is 3D is good again. Yay. And the action is pretty incredible, especially in the final act. But many of the storylines feel like they have to have to stop and start. And the high frame rate was a hit and miss for me. Christina Newland says Avatar The Way of Water is a film to be admired more than loved. Some remarkable spectacle, some throwback to Titanic set pieces, some really lovely visual flourishes, but it's also interminably, pottingly, overlong, and more impressive than truly absorbing. And there's a couple more quotes that kind of go on the same the same uh, path of uh, maybe it's too indulgent, maybe there's too many characters uh, that kind of thing, but all of them seem to at least like the film, and I'm actually very shocked at this response as a whole because I was really expecting people to go in to this film and tear it apart. There, it, it seemed like there was an atmosphere of people expecting this to be a disaster and being ready to, uh, you know, revel in in. Uh, 
deconstructing it and uh you know uh writing their 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 reaction i know that's not what happens with film critics film critics are giving their actual honest review of things and assessing they don't go in with a preconceived opinion but i really did expect this not to get as positive of a reaction I'm, I'm actually very very shocked that it's such an extremely positive reaction i'm seeing it next week at the hollywood premiere and then i have tickets for the the opening later next week and uh yeah i'm so excited to see it uh i know there's some there's some mixed thoughts on the the high frame rate some people i think it's like a variable high frame rate where the action is at a higher frame rate than like the talking scenes, for instance. So the talking scenes, it goes to like 24 frames per second. Then there's action. It goes to like 60 or whatever, 48. Um, some people are saying that they really like it a lot more than like, you know, when they went to Hobbit and it looked, everything looked uh, fake and CG and video gamey. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people are saying they like the variable high frame rate, although you saw in one of the reviews that I read, some people didn't like it. So the the uh, the verdict's still out on if the high frame rate is good or bad. Uh, how how should you see this film? I think three D. You have to see it in three D, but I'm not sure if you need to see it in high frame rate or not. And as with any world premiere, they do a junket and Slash Film was part of that junket. We were part of the press conference where Cameron spoke about the movie and we have a bunch of stories on the site from that. I'm going to read you uh, some stuff from some of them. I think there's some interesting stuff said Cameron, whenever he gives an interview, says some interesting stuff. So he was asked what, what made him want to return for an Avatar sequel? And here's what he said said well that's an interesting question because it seems obvious to everyone oh you just made a bunch of money do a sequel well steven spielberg didn't do a sequel for et the highest grossing film in its time it's not a no-brainer do you want to call down a lightning strike again in the same spot you know it's a lot to live up to so that that's a great quote like i said james cameron Anytime he speaks, the quotes are, are gold. So the question is, what made him want to come back? And later later in the press conference, he kind of alluded to what made him want to come back. Um, he said, we have this amazing cast that returned, and we figured out a way to bring Sigourney Weaver back as well. I'm going to skip some stuff here. Uh we also have this amazing family of artists and troop players, all of the other actors. So it's a small group and we kind of really love each other and enjoy the process. And Kate Winslet got to join that and feel the vibe as well. And that was a big incentive for me to come back and do this all again, which I'm going to be honest with you with the first time I read this quote, I'm like, is, is that really the reason to make a sequel that you want to like get back together with your friends and, and make something? But on the other hand, when I think of like, you know, what is the corporate reason to make a sequel? It's like, let's do it for the money. And you think, what is the opposite of that? It's usually you think, let's do it because I have a good story to tell. I have something that I want to share with people. But I would actually say that even the even more opposite of the corporate mentality is, is not even that. The more opposite is like, I want to have fun with some friends and create something. 
And uh, th- that's just interesting, uh, his answer there. I'm not sure if it's the, the best answer, but I, I think it's interesting. Uh, d- the other revelation that came out of this press conference that I wanted to talk about is that apparently James Cameron wrote in Avatar 1.5. So Sam Worthington said uh, mentioned this at the, the virtual press conference. He says, here's the quote, says, Jim, I'm okay to say this, gave me a script that was Avatar 1.5 that unto itself is amazing and detailed and full of what they've kind of gone through over that gap. I think it was part of Jim realizing that story was about them being warriors and taking on the battles over the clans and things like that. You wanted to explore what this family dynamic is and the natural extension of this love story. It gave us a good jumping off point to understand how to fill in the gap that's missing. So the first thing I'm thinking of is, are we ever going to get this Avatar 1.5? We're probably not going to get it as a movie, I'm guessing. But will we ever get it in some other form? Uh, That we don't know the answer to. I do know that there's this dark horse set of comics that have been coming out, kind of uh, telling some Avatar... uh, prequel stories but they they do have a one coming out it's called uh the high ground it's a three volume graphic novel series that leads directly into the highly anticipated film sequel and the synopsis for volume one uh, says this says uh Quote, after the years of peace, Jake Sully has settled down with Natiri and raised a family. So for him, the stakes are even higher than when he first went to war against the corporate might of the RDA. So th- that leads me to believe that maybe these comics were based on James Cameron's Avatar 1.5 scripts. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever read a James Cameron script. I know there's like a uh, Spider-Man treatment that he had going around many years ago you can find it online if you search for it and it's i want to say it's like 90 pages or something it's it's not really a treatment it's more of a script in a uh uh not script form i should say uh so i'm wondering will we ever get that will we ever get it released or is this how we're going to get it i know this series is penned by sherry l smith and there's no i don't see a credit of based on you know a script by James Cameron. I mean, I obviously it's based on the world that James Cameron created. So I'm, I'm curious, is this, is this something he wrote? Am I now going to have to seek out these dark horse comics that were totally not on my radar? It's not something I was interested in because I want to find out what happened between the two movies. So just want to put that on your radar. Uh, so if you're interested in that, uh, seek that out. That's all I have for you today. If you want to read more of all of our work, you can go to SlashFilm.com. You can find SlashFilm Daily on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please subscribe to our newsletter. Link in the, in the show notes. Send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. Please rate and read this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Spread the word. We'll see you tomorrow. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.